back to aliens and back to i guess a franchise that is sitting at the very top of our show does two movies make you a franchise I said franchise because of the book and then the old movie oh, that yeah. it was based okay, on. Yeah. And, and the then game. The game. The game and the comics and everything. Okay, yes, so it is a fr- it's a franchise. It's a fucking franchise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are back to Aliens. We are doing The Thing, the 2011 film. Um, first watch for me. Um, I watched this once while I was high when I was in 2011 so first watch for okay. me <laughs> okay okay perfect um just a fair warning like i have a spoiler warning in my actual notes but just to be safe if you haven't seen this movie you might want to watch it before you listen to this or you don't have to i mean you can <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, we are actually rapidly approaching the end of the alien season. We only have, I think, 12 more episodes left. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. So. Okay. Yeah. Including yeah, we're, our we're... Ba- back to break her, her, uh, week back to evil dead next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like we've also talked about like maybe dropping some things in favor mm-hmm. of other things, and just kind of pushing through to the end. But that that's kind of where we're at. Uh, we're wrapping things up. We're working on getting the crappy movie selections so we can start doing the polls on that. Um, but let's talk about what's been new, Justin. What have you been up to in this past week? I know it was oh, your birthday. Jesus, Had a little yeah. bit of a surprise um, for you. Okay. Um, man, where do I even start? shit there was my week has been a wild week um so uh my birthday happened last thursday um i thought i was going to play phasmophobia uh and then uh you guys all surprised me with a surprise watch party which was a lot of fun all done by rachel gotta give her credit all right all right well i'll make sure to give some extra credit her way but yeah we watched Mm. a high tension a fantastic movie um Mm -hmm. And then we all got together again Friday night and played yes, Evil Dead. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, since then, I got my Evil Dead, the game mailer, uh, which came with, like, the Necronomicon and a bunch of cool shit. Um, holy shit. Why, how am I forgetting all this? I basically have played, a, like, a ton of Evil Dead. Um I when is this coming in? Okay, on the twenty second. Okay, so uh, I've been playing Sniper Elite Five, uh, which comes out next Friday or on okay. the twenty sixth. Um, I've been playing. I'm a little biased here, but the Dread X Collection Five, which comes out on the twentieth, so it's already out for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. I will not give my opinion because, again, I am biased towards it because they pay me to write. Um, But probably most importantly, um, I had, like, potentially the biggest thing that has ever happened to me yet so far happen. Uh, I got to interview one of my 
longtime heroes uh, on Wednesday the 18th, uh, just for an, an article I'm writing uh, about FMV video games. And uh, yeah, that was wild. Uh, it was very surreal, and mm -hmm. I want to say thank you to Randy for hooking me up. Uh, Randy is actually also going to be in that article. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, it was kind of a whirlwind of a week. Uh, I didn't find out until like last minute that I was doing it. Yeah, it kind of um, came out of nowhere. Yeah, so I, like he had, uh, I, I interviewed Justin McElroy for everybody listening. Um, and uh, I know like he, he's been crazy busy. His wife's like running for a seat in like something. I, I don't really know U.S. politics that well, so um anyways and then he basically not many of us do it's okay oh that's fair uh he emailed me on like tuesday and was like hey i know it's last minute but i can do wednesday or thursday i was like well <laughs> i record on thursday so let's do wednesday and then it was like within 24 hours done and uh yeah it was wild uh yeah that's i think it i don't know honestly it's been such a crazy week that i haven't been able to like really it hasn't hit me everything that I've been doing the last week because it's been, again, a wild week. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what about you, Larry? So TV, I have continued my journey with Dragon Ball GT. I'm on episode 22. It's something. You... <laughs> Congratulations, you made it 22 episodes into Dragon Ball GT. <laughs> it's uh, There was a dance battle where these three aliens sang and rapped and made them all dance fight. Dragon Ball GT. Excited to get to Super. Uh, I started the Circle Season 4 with Dev. Uh, it's great, but it's, I, I like the Circle. Uh, movies. Wouldn't saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And? Yay, nay. I liked it. Okay. Um, I would probably give it like a 7 out of 10 seven and a half out of 10 okay it has some flaws i'm not going to spoil anything for anybody um it has some flaws but overall i thought it was fun definitely felt like sam raimi and i loved uh hearing danny elfman compose it so pros yeah, it's, both categories i, I am excited for it to come to video on demand because that's where i watch my movies now <laughs> yeah i watched the documentary the last blockbuster okay how was that it was fun. It was on Netflix. I had heard about it, but it was more just like a... Instead of just like being all about Blockbuster, it was more about like video stores and their importance and like culture. And then it went uh, kind of talked about the last Blockbuster, which is run by this woman who's like a really incredible person. So it's short. It's like an hour and 20 minutes, and I think it's a lot of fun if you have fond memories of the video store. I do. I worked there for a while. I know. <laughs> well, I didn't know if they were fond or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, honestly all great times i watched hannibal rising because i finished the book that is the prequel correct uh-huh and both were not good <laughs> okay i can say that for the book hannibal rising the narration was amazing like one who, of the best i have had yet who uh who narrated it was it? the it was the author okay yeah oh, right we talked I, about that last week Mm -hmm. yeah and uh i wrote that i did a good job and i was watched the thing uh barely touched octopath and i'll get to why i played evil dead the game we're reviewing that next friday uh with obviously the two of us and then shannon and rachel so i'm pretty pumped for that 
Uh, I got Final Fantasy XI up and running and had my first uh, lesson plan with one of our listeners and good friends, Tony. He was on the podcast for uh, uh, Vampire Hunter D, Vampire Resident Evil 2. That's right. He was on for Resident Evil 2. That's oh, right. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's going to be our Virgil to our Dante for our journey through Eleven. Uh, my computer is up and running, so we're able to do that. And then I also started the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster yesterday. I'm going for all the achievements on Steam. And honestly, that remaster is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's, a, it's fucking it's amazing. amazing. Yes. It's, oh my gosh, like the small quality of life improvements. Because I've, I've always kind of been partial to one. I know people don't like it a lot, but for me, I, I love it. I do too. I, yeah. I like it for what it is. Like it's, it, it is an old RPG, but it's, it's just fun. It doesn't hold your hand, but there's enough clues going on in it. Um, I'm really excited to play two next, but I was just going to kind of go slowly through that. Books, I really need to finish The Only Good Indians. Um, Devin and I have one chapter left in Impact Winner. I literally cannot recommend that enough. If it's, if you have Audible, it's literally free to listen to. It's got a great voice cast, and, I mean, it's vampires and, like, post-meteor-striking-earth post, uh, world. It's, like, five hours. Oh, easy. Yeah, it's it's so cool. Um, obviously, I finished Campbell Rising, and I started Red Dragon. Um, Red Dragon is actually my favorite Lecter story, um, mainly because I like Will Graham a lot, uh, and I'm really partial to the TV show with Will Graham and Lecter and everything, right? The Hannibal show. Um, and the it's the book's really good. The, the audiobook's been really, really good. Uh, other stuff, I started my last semester... A school. I'm uh, almost. Done with, I just finished week two today. Um, I've got like what five weeks of this, and then seven weeks after that. So in twelve weeks, I'll be done. Damn, it's so in a close. Year. I know. Uh, probably by the time we finish Aliens, I'll be finishing <laughs> my MBA. <laughs> um, I've oddly been listening to a shitload of Lincoln Park the past week. Okay. Okay. Like, this the first two albums, some of the remix albums, obviously Collision Course with Jay-Z. I've just been feeling Linkin Park. And I, cause I think Faint came on one of, like, my, like, mixes, like, my, like, Spotify mix stations. Yeah. And, man, it just hit the right vibe. And I have just been jamming out to Meteor and Hybrid Theory. Like, it's, <laughs> like, I'm back in middle school. Uh, Dragula happened. Oh, right, right, right. The live Did show. Did you get those pictures, or... I did. Uh, I will send them to you right now. Um, I, it was amazing. It was the first like real drag show I had ever been to. Um, I went to one in college, and it was an accident. I stumbled across, went to a bar, and I was drunk, and there was a just a drag show going on while I was there trying to get drinks. And sorry, I'm sending Justin the pictures. There, and uh, it was a great time, but this was just different. We were in the front row. We got our pictures taken um, with the top four. So Hoso Teratoma, Sigourney Beaver, Dali, who was the winner, and my favorite, Saint. And we also got to meet uh, the Boulay brothers themselves. The Boulay brothers, Justin, if you ever get the opportunity to see them, dude, they brought the fucking house down. Interesting. Like, they okay. were the closing number. And Justin, I'm telling you, it like it was insane like the entire crowd was just like reacting to him it was so good it was incredible like I, I i understand why they are like i guess the queens of that scene 
and like it was like it was like a mashup so it was like the two of them like doing like a, like a bunch of songs like a like a medley and yeah. justin it was dude it was incredible it was so cool. I'll, like I, I would, I, I'm going to try to once again reach out to them to see if we can pull that off. We came so close to an interview, and <sighs> then we got ghosted. <laughs> yeah, I blame their publisher, not so much them, because they were we never even talked to them. It was all through their publisher. Yeah, but uh, then the last thing is, uh, I am a PC gamer now, Justin. Yes, you are. Uh, I built my first ever computer last Saturday. Um, and I'm pushing it with Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster <laughs> and Final Fantasy XI. Uh, I'm going to um, tell you the deep, dark secret of PC gaming. It's all used to play really old PC games. <laughs> like I all mean, the, time. the reason why I built it, I think anybody yeah. listening to this podcast knows, is for Sons of the Forest. Yes. I think I would like to maybe find a mod version of the forest that maybe you okay. and I can play like in the lead up to the release of Sons of Forest. Maybe I mean, we still do have comes in time. Well, we we do still have to finish <coughs> that with Rachel. Yeah, and we need to get on that because I actually canceled my Xbox Live, Nintendo, and turned off auto renew for PlayStation. Oh, really? I did. This computer uh, could run anything I wanted to. Okay. All right. Not playing Destiny, like. So you're you're out of, you're out. Dude, the fact that I was unable to find a PS5, like obviously I had a chance with Rachel when it first came out, but like I I I told her I would wait for my own, and that's on me. That's fine. But since then, like not being able to get my hands on it, and like the heads of Sony saying like they aren't going to have the problems fixed until like mid next year like that's just ridiculous that's ridiculous See, it's, like, it's wild that that is still happening over there because there are literally people walking into walmart and taking pictures of shelves full of them here in canada oh yeah yeah because like yeah it's um it's just ridiculous and like i don't know my computer is awesome uh i got a little usb stick that my Xbox controller syncs to, so it's like super easy to sync the controller. Oh, you to don't it. even you don't even need that. They told me it would be better for connecting to it. Was I was I shimmied for twenty five bucks? Yes. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. There you go. As yeah. somebody who used to ha- actually has one of those in a drawer packed away, uh, just straight up Bluetooth works a hundred times better. They said the Bluetooth wasn't like sometimes you'd have delays in connections or whatever. Was that fooey? All that dongle is, is a specific Xbox controller Bluetooth adapter. It is Bluetooth. It's the exact same connection. In fact, if you have a newer PC, your Bluetooth is going to be faster than that old dongle. Because <laughs> those dongles were made in like 2015. Maybe 2018. I'll give you 2018. Good. But yes. <laughs> Anyways. <that> <laughs> That's where I am at. Uh, that's kind of everything I've been going on. Um, work's been frustrating, uh, busy but frustrating. Um, I love the new place. The backyard is amazing. We're actually having some people over on Saturday to have like a like a cookout. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. It's in the backyard and everything. Um, yeah, things are good. Just I, I'm starting to feel the 
the drag of aliens. I think it always kind of happens when we get towards the end of a season. You know what I mean? Where it's like we've been in it for so long, I want to get to the next thing. And so, and I was looking because we have compiled what the next season is going to be, you know? Yeah. And there are just some things in there that I'm really excited about. There's a lot of movies and games, too, that I'm excited for the rest of this season. Like, I'm super pumped to try Martian Gothic. I want to try that, that movie Life I haven't seen, Attack the Block. We're doing some X-Files stuff, Psycho Gorman, obviously. Um, we have that special episode with Ginger talking about what alien technology would be most want to be real. Um, I'm just like, but I'm like ready to start the new thing. We've been in this since Ju- July of last year. We're, we are going to be in Aliens for over a calendar year. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Um, so okay, yes. All right, uh, yeah, we're, we'll talk you and me, but I think some of our picks might have to. <laughs> but, I think so too. Not not because I'm mad or I, I'm, 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 it's, it's not like kaiju, right? Kaiju, <laughs> kaiju is something fucking miserable. I'll yeah, say this it. is it was fucking this, miserable. This is more just like I just really want to get to the next thing because you picked out some games that I have been wanting to play forever. And I mean, we're here now, you know what I mean? Like, like, like they're on the horizon one one way or another. So God neck. Yeah. I'm also looking at next season and right. Well, yeah, oh man. Right, we'll we we'll talk about that X-Files game. Because... <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 we'll stop teasing the audience, but everybody Sit back, relax, and let's review The Thing. So The Thing, this version at least, is a 2011 sci-fi horror film directed by Mathis von Hijingen Jr. and written by Eric Heiser. So the director had such a negative experience doing this film due to the constant studio interference which we'll talk about that he claimed to have lost his passion for filmmaking and he retired for over a decade. Although he has been working on films again in Norway, he has vowed to never work with an American studio again. And I thought it was important to really set the tone for this movie. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. The writer, Eric Heiser, uh, pushed past his early career what I would call failures because uh, he wrote the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, Final okay. Destination Five. I don't remember five. And, eh. and then Lights Out, which is an hour and a half movie that should have been left as the two-minute YouTube short. Oh wow! Okay, so uh... if you ever interested in Lights Out, just watch the YouTube short it's based on. Scarier Yikes. and better in every aspect. So, hmm. okay. <laughs> okay. 
but he's actually an Academy Award nominated writer because he wrote the screenplay for Arrival. <laughs> oh That's what I'm saying. He got he got better, like a fine wine. The film stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Joel Edgerton, Eric Olson, and Adewale Akinu Ogbaje, I think is how you say it. So, Winstead is no stranger to the horror genre. She started Final Destination 3, the 2006 version of Black Christmas, and Death Proof. She got a big role playing John McClane's daughter in Live Free or Die Hard. And many people, myself included, first recognize her from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World as Ramona Flowers. Yep. Uh, she was also recently in 10 Cloverfield Lane in Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah, I forgot she was in Birds of Prey. Yeah, she was Huntress. God, why did we not put 10 Cloverfield Lane in here? I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> so that's why okay. it wouldn't have popped up. <laughs> Joel Edgerton was young Owen Lars in Star Wars Episode Two. He will be reprising his role in the Obi-Wan show, which is coming so soon, and I cannot wait. Uh, he has been in other films such as Black Mass and The Great Gatsby. Eric Olsen, to me, whenever I see him, is Austin from the film Not Another Teen Movie, which is probably my favorite raunchy comedy of all time. I just love everything about it. He's uh, also he's in also the been... community, right? He's the boyfriend. Tiny Nipples. Yep. That's yep. right. That's right. I forgot <laughs> about that. You're totally right. Uh, I was going to say he was in other movies uh, such as The Hot Chick, The Terrible Dumb and Dumber prequel, and beer fest oh boy yep yeah and then uh Otawale has had amazing roles in uh oz he was simon Otabisi, uh and then he was lock Nah in the mummy returns interesting um, he's also had roles in game of thrones thor dark world and the tv show lost he actually he's also the windham his... wizard and what <laughs> The Wyndham Wizard, uh, it's a chain of hotels, and he's their spokesman. <laughs> oh, I, I did not know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The Wyndham but Wizard. he made his directorial debut for the film Farming at TIFF, which is a Toronto International Film Festival, in 2018. So again, I already gave everybody a heads up, but there are going to be spoilers going forward. Yes. This movie serves as a direct prequel which is officially revealed at the very end of the movie about the norwegian team that originally found the alien life form this film was scored by marco beltrami you recognize that name by now i hope right no (laughs) marco beltrami has composed several movies we've done on this podcast such as scream the faculty resident evil he's done mimic woman in black a Quiet Place, Terminator 3, Live Free or Die Hard, World War Z, iRobot, Snowpiercer, 310 to Yuma, Jonah Hex, Hellboy, Wolverine, Logan, to name a few. Mm. Scream is a big one, though, since we did... <laughs> yeah, I'm just seeing... I'm hearing all those and just wondering what happened. Anyways. I think every single time I bring it up, I say, you remember him, right? <laughs> Nope, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not going to use Microsoft Edge to open it. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I actually should have talked about him. I didn't talk about him. Oh, who were you talking about? I was talking about the uh, the other American who survives the ship crash. Oh, 
I didn't know. Who is he in Game I of Thrones? I forgot to talk about I don't. I totally blanked on him when I was putting my notes together. I totally, Justin, forgot about, uh, what's his name from Game of Thrones? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. The big woman. Uh, the ginger is Jon Snow's best friend. <laughs> okay. Guys, it's been uh, a week. Whatever. Yes, but he's in this movie too. Yeah. I am so sorry. Yeah, everybody. the window wizard. That's who I thought you were. As soon as you said Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, that's the window wizard. <laughs> no, no. Uh, actually, at a wall day, he was, uh, the Viper's brother's guard. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> After creating the Dawn of the Dead remake, producers Mark Abraham and Eric Newman began to look through the Universal Studio library to find new properties to work on. When they got the John Carpenter's 82 film The Thing, the two convinced Universal to create a prequel instead of a remake. Because according to them, remaking Carpenter's film would be like, and I quote, painting a mustache on the Mona Lisa. Newman would continue to explain, quote, I'd be the first to say no one should ever try to do Jaws again, and I certainly want to wouldn't want to see anybody remake The Exorcist. And we really felt the same way about The Thing. It's a great film. But once we realized there was a new story to tell, mm. interesting, with the same characters in the same world, but from a very different point of view, mm. we took it as a challenge. <laughs> it's the story about the guys who were just ghosts in the Carpenter movie. They're already dead. But having Universal give us a chance to tell their story was irresistible. We will break down our thoughts on that shortly. Uh, the director explained that he created the film not to simply be a horror film, but to also focus largely on the human drama with the interaction between characters as the first film had. The director felt that horror films worked better when time was spent to explore the characters' emotional journeys, allowing the audience to care about them. I would agree with that. I would also caveat and say... We'll see how this film did at that, because I think the biggest reason, at least for myself, why I scored the OG thing so high is that what he's describing there, that movie did to the nines, right? Like, it oh, was the perfect absolutely. stress. Yeah. Um, Winstead, uh, the actress, uh, insisted that the film would not feature any romantic or sexual elements with her character, as it would be inappropriate considering the tone of the film totally agree and we just give this film credit it didn't do that yeah that's fair there was some sexism but no like oh you mean like, the mild thread of like hey you don't want to be stuck here with a bunch of norwegians overnight <laughs> i was more talking about when she like questioned the dude and he's oh. like shut your fucking mouth <laughs> he pulled her to the side yeah. oh yeah okay that too the, <laughs> so both the things. Film, yeah the filmmakers use kurt russell's height who was roughly between 510 511 as an estimate as to how big the sets would be in order to faithfully recreate the Norwegian camp because no blueprints existed from Carpenter's film. The creature effects were filmed primarily with cable-operated animatronic robots at the director's insistence, since it would improve the performances of the cast if they saw what they had to react to. CG images were planned to be added as elements to the animatronics, such as tentacles, if it couldn't be done convincingly. However, audience responses from the initial test screenings caused the studio to order the replacement of all or all to most of the animatronic scenes by full CG models. Creature effects supervisor Alec Gillis would later say that seeing the finished movie gave the special effects team postpartum depression. Although most of their designs had survived, 
Their animatronics were so worked over that they felt they could have just done the designs and stayed home. He directed the crowdfunded movie Harbinger Down and only used practical effects in response. The film was finished yep. <laughs> just two weeks before it opened in theaters in October of 2011. Jesus this was mostly Christ. due to the last-minute demands by the studios after the director had turned in his cut. So all the CG stuff was added after the director said he was done with the movie. Oh, my God. Shot a budget of $38 million. It was a flop, barely making over $31 million. Yeah, I mean... Word travels fast, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, I'm trying not to say anything because I feel like I've already given away how I feel about this movie. And uh... the original movie I had not seen before. It was one that I was always going to be on the list, but you had told me that you were a fan of it too, which gave me like a really good um, feelings going into it. Right? Yeah. So with this one. <laughs> I didn't have high expectations because I'm not a big, like, prequel, remake, whatever guy. I would much rather see original stories. You can use the same character to give me an original story. Don't try to tie it into shit. Yeah. It's why, like, I think, it's why I have a lot of benign feelings towards the Mila Jovovich Resident Evil movies. Because they aren't trying to be Resident Evil. They're just trying to exist in that same world. Uh, we'll talk about it with this. Oh, we will. I need a countdown. Yeah, okay. Are you ready? Solve it. Okay. Three, two, one, go. This movie claims that it's not a direct remake of The Thing, but it pretty much is beat for beat. Basically, we have a crew goes out. They discover the ship in an alien ice form. They bring in some researchers. The researchers get stuck out there. They dig up The Thing. Uh... Mary Elizabeth Winstead says, don't dig it out. They don't listen to her. They drill into it. The thing escapes and starts tearing everybody down. Instead of having any semblance of stress or who done it or who's what, they go about uh, just killing each other. Instead of doing the blood test, they check teeth for fillings and such, which was dumb and anticlimactic. And then after that scene, pretty much everyone is dead. They go to the ship. They shut the ship down. She realizes that her boyfriend's earring was on the wrong ear, so she kills him and catches him on fire, leaves him to die. She sits inside a truck. We don't see her again. The film ends. But, oh, wait, it doesn't. A plane arrives. The dog escapes, which we see from the original film. They chase it down, trying to shoot it. Movie cuts to black, literally leading into the end or the beginning of the thing. Yeah, a little over time, but I mean, whatever. It's <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, it tried to tie itself in at the end, and I really think it would have just been better to just say, "Hey, no, maybe this was another outpost," or that happened over here. Okay, maybe we kind of pick back up at into 2011 and this is like a, you know a new stage I will do you now. I will do you one better they should have not fucking done anything oh if that was an option I would have picked that so we obviously this season and it was important to me we reviewed the thing from another world yes which is technically the original of this franchise yep the thing from another world when you compare that to carpenter's thing are two very different stories, even though they're yes. based on the same source material. Yep. So what you're saying 
I do agree with. I think that there is a very interesting story here that could be told and manipulated in some manner. I don't think it was told, but... No. And I'm going to give, like, I'll, I'll put a caveat on everything here and say it sounds like the studio went in here and fucked with it. When we had Ben Rock on, we talked about his first movie, Alien Raiders, and the yes. studio messed with that so much. Like, he even said, like, the, the name, right? Was supposed was to be like Supermarket or something like that. Yeah, and then the studio's like, no, it has to have Alien in it. So, like... I am willing to give a lot of credit, especially when we found out that they went in and literally got rid of all this. Like, it's, it's actually, it's still going. The cinematography is still going to get crushed because of the CG, but at least it makes me feel like the director, the people directly involved, weren't the idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but staying on plot, this is just the thing, and everything oh, that made that. the thing good, they try to do it in a different way, and it's and it's just bad. Uh, the best example I can say is the teeth thing. The one of the most iconic scenes from OG thing is the blood test. Would you agree? Yeah, oh, absolutely. This The way that scene is set up and shot and the stress between the characters, it is just like... It's just... It's, it's brilliant. They try to do it with the teeth and it didn't work for me. Did it work for you? I, you're kidding, right? No, of course not. There was like no tension, right? There was It was just dumb. Yeah, and like, I, like I didn't the... know if maybe like they get a hand bitten off or something when they were checking or. Well, well, that's the thing is you could have done something cool like when the guy went to go defib the guy in the original and he fucking shoved yeah. his hand through and it got he got his arms bitten off right like. But no, there's, it's like they said okay let's take all this tension, and just kind of bring it down. Let's just everybody vibe and chill and yes, there's this thing happening behind us. That's like killing everybody, but uh, it doesn't matter. Let's just relax a little bit here. Because in the original, pretty much the moment the dog gets onto the facility, mm-hmm. we don't trust anyone. Yeah. I don't think there's a single moment in the entirety of this film where we think that Winstead's character has been compromised. No. But when you think about McCready. He very well might have been. There's theories that he was, right? So, uh, this. So apparently, uh, they are doing a sequel to the Christ original the thing, but it does have John Carpenter uh, as a director. I believe so. John Carpenter's come back to direct his own sequel. The thing. See, he was talking about it like last year. Um. John Carpenter really wants a sequel movie. Uh, yeah, he's interested in developing a sequel to his classic, classic extraterrestrial body horror film, The Thing. Plans with Kurt Russell. Like, I don't know. Which maybe because the the, the other problem with this movie is it also takes away the ending from The Thing. Yes. Because I don't remember how now. I remembered, I looked it up after I watched this, but apparently uh, it gives away that the McCreary isn't um, an alien. Okay. Because I guess he like had, he had like a, a piercing. Oh, he had a piercing. And we see in this movie that, okay, well, it can't replicate that, so... That means he's not an alien, right? So this kind of not not only (laughs) ruined itself, 
it attempted to ruin the one of the like most amazing ambiguous endings we've gotten. Fuck, that's a bummer. I kind of wish you didn't tell me that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's okay. but the thing is, I think with him, John Carpenter, ex- like I said, he's expressing interest. So I don't know if it'll actually happen. But if it does, I feel like he would specifically go back and fix that, or at least leave it. I would kind of reambiguous. What's that? If I was him, I would pretend this movie didn't even happen. Well, exactly. And that's what I think he's probably going to do. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, it's just like this movie doesn't do anything. Like it, it's it's a shittier version of an amazing film. Like the thing is our number one piece of media, and. I have talked about that, and we, we've discussed it, and my own personal opinion is that sequels always fail, but they they never really capture that same energy that the original had. Um, and that's why Scream 2 is so special to me personally, because Scream is one of my favorite movies of all time. Scream 2, I think, is a better movie. Like, because of, like, it was just tapped, like, for me personally, tapped into the meta. This is a prequel but still like the, the next thing to happen in this franchise. Yeah. And it pays no respect to the original. It literally follows it beat by beat. There's no creativity. There's no originality. There's no practical effects, which again, a lot of this seems like it can go back on the studios, but like, it's just like, I, I see no reason. I would watch scream three. If I was doing a franchise watch of scream, I would watch scream three because it does tie in to the narrative of the story, right? If I'm going to watch the thing, I might watch the OG thing from another world because that alien firewalk is incredible. And the movie is like an hour and 10 minutes long. Obviously I would watch Carpenter's thing because it's amazing. I would not watch this. There is no reason to watch this at all. Oh, I agree. I mean, <laughs> it ruins the better film by being selfish. Yep. It doesn't do anything original. It's not stressful. It's not scary. It's not anything. No, it just... it really isn't. Like it is a it is a far worse version of the thing. Like in yeah. every respect. Yeah, it's just like there's just no reason to watch it. Like there's nope. just no like because like is it, again, it's like it doesn't add to Carpenters, it takes away from it. It doesn't have any unique story elements. Like, at least Scream 3 steered fucking head-on into the meta, self-referential bullshit. This one is just literally the same... It's the thing, but just done bad. Like, I, I cannot believe the guy who wrote this would win the Academy nominated for Arrival. Arrival is a good film. I cannot believe that, like, it makes sense because he also wrote the Nightmare on Elm Street pre uh remake because that oh, yeah, was no. shit too yeah it's uh it's weird how it ruins the i mean in the original thing obviously we see this outpost and that yep. is like a haunting moment and in here it, sure it kind of takes all that and goes oh this shit happened like who fuck care? who fucking cares this shit happened and oh don't worry though we get to see the the spaceship with like it's the such weird, a fucking like, shame it's just such yeah. a shame and, and, and that's all i can think about is like there's just nothing here like scream threes like i'm trying to think of other like really shitty sequels we watched right the the, the whole here texas chainsaw massacre the 2022 one right the one we, reviewed. we both hate yeah. it yeah movie is not good 
It does no. nothing to enhance the OG Texas Chainsaw Massacre. However, the gore and the violence oh, it was is at least point. something. Yeah. It's at least yeah. something. I don't like the brutality. I thought it was like being spirited. But at least that is a that is a different thing than the OG movie. Yep. Bubba is a different kind of beast than the OG movie in the 2022 Yeah, that's version, fair. Yes, right? absolutely. This is li- it, it, there's nothing different about this. It is shit. It is bad. And again, it is like you said, a <laughs> it's a worse version of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's not even to the point where it's so bad it's good. It's just bad. It's just bad. And, and, yeah. and there's just no reason for it. There is no reason for this to exist. There is no reason to ever watch it again. And like, and I, I know we, like, I, I, I don't know. I, it fucking sucked. I gave it a two. <laughs> I also gave it a two. Yeah. Cinematography. So I want to say up front, and it's why I included it in my background notes. It sounds like the studio got cold feet, used the test audience to justify going back in and got rid of all the practical effects. Justin and I have been very, very clear. We will give passes to practical effects where we will not give it for CGI. Fair? Oh, dude, the CGI fucking ruined this movie. So then going into it, everything was CGI. I don't think there was a single practical effect ever. When it came to the alien... Yeah, I'm trying to think. Was the girl when she transformed? Bent over? Yeah, no. was that? Yeah. No, it looked like a shitty it... Silent Hill animatronic. Yeah, from that's what PS1. I was thinking. Yeah. The CGI movie is terrible. So fucking bad. It's just bad throughout. And in the OG thing, they made the Arctic ice almost a character, right? They made it a set piece. If you were out there for even a short period of time, you were going to physically, like, be scarred by it, right? Yeah, yeah. The two Americans who crash in the airplane come back. They're and then shivering and cold, but they walked back. Yeah. From God knows how far. And neither Can... of them were possessed at the time. And that being said, they even set up earlier, oh, hey, we can't get them. They're too far. It's over the ridge. We'll never make it there and back. Like clearly setting up that hey we don't have the equipment to do this Winstead goes out like in like a in a rain jacket a couple times into the weather but if you think back to the og thing like remember when mccready stuck out there you know what i mean like there are so many times where the setting plays a crucial role in the movie yeah like even a, a like set apart from like the whole isolation aspect of it like the fact that if you're out there you're gonna fucking freeze whereas here it's like you'd mentioned they they don't give a fuck they don't care no it it doesn't matter and it's just like and that ties into everything i feel like the original thing the base similar to like the conjuring that i knew where things were at in relation to each other yes so much yeah, of that's this fair. movie, I cannot tell where it's happening or where it's at. Yeah, like I, like I was trying. It's funny that you mentioned that. So there's the scene where, um, I can't. I'm horrible with names and even ho- more 
horrible with well, the dude gets absorbed into it his face gets like melted into like, like oh god that looked fucking horrible but not even that, that i was, was trying bad. To fi- that was so bad <laughs> that was probably the worst offender um i i think but- that was what i started laughing i was like this we have jumped the shark yeah it was uh, i'm trying to think what his name was the guy with the flamethrower uh when he gets when the two americans come in and they shoot him I was trying yes. to like picture in my head, like, okay, where the fuck is this happening? Mm-hmm. Because we get really tense scenes, kind of like that in the thing, but I know exactly in the ship where they're happening, or not in the ship. Sorry, in the, I had the that same kind of reaction, Justin, to when they had the big Mexican standoff, where, like, where, 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 the, where the face absorption thing happened. <sighs> God. Where they're like, doing was, their, yeah, is that where they're like, the same room where they do their? That's test? I, think, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yep. Like, yeah, it's just. I mean, that speaks enough to is, it. Like, every room had significance in the original. Like, yes, the autopsy room. It put the, into the feeling of claustrophobia of being trapped, which ties yes. back into nature, the Arctic wilderness, yeah. being what's fucking trapping you inside <laughs> like yeah this oh man this movie was. Just... and the dog just disappeared until the very end it comes back because it has to fucking i gave magically. it a one like i <laughs> it, it is shit the, the cgi by itself is shit the fact that they had practical effects and got rid of it it, it is bad it is just not good and i'm comparing it to carpenters because it has to be and it is just bad i gave it a two because I felt bad giving it a one. <laughs> Dude, when that face absorption thing happened, I literally fucking stood up and just went, what the fuck are we doing? And yeah. went and washed the dishes. Because I was like, what the f- what the fuck are we doing Yeah, man, here? it's not good. <laughs> so this is probably going to be the highest area for me. Um, Same. I do think all the actors did a good job. I do feel like none of them phoned it in. I feel like they were all playing the characters they were assigned to well. I appreciated that Winstead was obviously our new McCready, but she never tried to be McCready. Yeah. I, I, I really like that. Like, she was not afraid to be her own character, to do her own thing. Um, there is sexism, but I also agree that she was never sexualized. You know what I mean? Like, dudes were being misogynistic. I mean, that's what, what's new. But, like, she was never, like, an object of, like, affection. Like, she wasn't used as, like, damsel in distress or anything like that. And she she held her own. And so yeah, I appreciate I, I appreciated that. I thought the rest of the cast rounded out well. I thought there were some faces in there, such as Tormund. Tormund, that's his name. Thank you. See, it just Tormund. came to me naturally. You didn't. Yeah, as it did. We it really did it. too, because you would have heard me clacking away at the computer. Uh, and it, it, I just, I thought, it, I thought the cast overall was good. Um, I thought Beltrami did a good, uh, almost like a techno-ish version of the og theme score i wouldn't have changed it it's not better but so i agree with the acting although i do think the sounds of this are just kind of subpar are we talking about the alien itself um not only the alien but also like the music itself i found to be very very subpar it was comparing it's similar to like when we did suspiria right is like Tom York, I mean, I love Radiohead. It was fine, it was fun, but it's not Goblin. No, and, like, even here, like, I watched this movie two days ago. 
I forgot what it sounded like until I had to go find the music for this. And even then I was like, this was in it. Well, like where the hell was this music? I did. I don't know. Yeah. And it's a I bummer. It's been a while since we've had like a, like a soundtrack to a movie that's really kind of stuck out. Yeah. I, I think I know one that we're going to have, so I'm not going to ruin it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I give <laughs> it a six and a half. Yeah, I give uh, it a six give and it, a half. I give it a five and a half. Uh, five of those points are for the acting. The cool. music gets a half point. All right. How scary? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not <laughs> laughable. Um, uh, there was a moment when winstead and the other girl were in like the stock room and she changed there was a moment where i was like oh okay we're gonna do something kind of cool here the faculty did that scene better in 1997 yeah it was just like it looked like shit it felt very uninspired i would have loved to have seen what they had come up with me too but with the practical effects and stuff yeah because, again, like, I'm willing to give a bone or leash to practical effects that I'm not willing to give to CGI. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I just, it yeah. just looks so fucking bad. And, like, it's so bad because it made what could have been a at least kind of creepy movie, maybe. Just creepy like, moments. Because yes. even the director was saying he was trying to make this the fear and the horror similar to OG thing, not so much about the alien itself, but like not being able to trust the person next to you. Yeah. And like I said in the plot, and I'm going to reiterate here, never. I, no. I never once thought Winston was possessed or had been changed. And I figured everybody else had because that was the way they were doing it. There was never any suspense. Like when she did make decisions to put down people who she thought were they were you know what i mean like there was never any repercussions for making a wrong choice and well and even when um i again i don't remember his name but the like norwegian guy disappeared with the two americans yeah they they got asked about it like hey where is this guy and they said oh yes. don't worry we didn't kill him okay what the fuck did you do with him then yeah it's just like it, I, I don't know man like to me it's just if your goal was to recreate that suspense, that tension, you failed in your storytelling, you failed in the way you shot it, and you failed compared to the movie you're going to be compared to. Yeah. Um, and then the moments that could have been scary, like you were talking about, like with the alien transforming behind her, or the, the assimilation, or the, the dude laying on the ground, or any of that, it never works. It looks stupid. Like I said, the faculty had a parasitic alien chasing Frodo through a fucking set of bleachers, and it looked and it was scarier than this. Yeah, that's fair. That movie came out, what, 15 years before this did? Come on, God, I gave it a this one. Fucking movie. Yeah, I also gave it a one. I don't. It doesn't deserve anything more than one. Like, it's just not. It's just, it's, it's a bummer. It's a giant fucking bummer. Okay, yeah. Justin, to review the scores for plot... Which gave it two for cinematography. I gave it a one. You gave it a two for audio. I gave it a six and a half. You gave it a five and a half. And for how scary, we each gave it ones. We actually ended up giving it the exact same score, which is a twenty six point three. Let me scroll on down. Justin, we have 
a new member of the bottom 10. So what I'm curious before you say where it sits in there, what did it kick up out of there? Let me do some math. It actually, all it did was make it just put itself in there. So since I'm doing ties, like it's sharing the spot. Okay. It just moved two things up, and now those two things are ten, and this is the true nine. Oh, okay. Okay. But to kind of summarize where we're at, worst is Blasto. Good job, yeah. Marcus. Yeah. With never, a, never be talked. With a <laughs> you tired, buddy. Oh, I'm so with tired. A, with, with, with a perfect one score. Uh, Rampage World Tour, number two, 11%. Three, Ginger Dead Man, 14. Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, 22. Scream 3, 23. Wow, I guess we like this more than Scream 3. The acting was okay. There you go. Resident Evil 6, 23. Giver, 24. Vampire Hunter D, 25. The Thing 2011, 26. Leprechaun, 28. And Blair Witch Volume 1, Rest in Par, 28. God damn. Oh, man. To put it's that always... in comparison. <sighs> yeah. The original thing, 97%. And the movie that started it all, I guess the OG of the franchise, which is the thing from another world, got a 38 and so this is almost as good as that the variance <laughs> well, between my scores wise. and your scores on that <laughs> are the a value a river runs through it let's just say that uh <laughs> but that's totally fine this movie sucks don't fucking watch it like don't yeah. waste your time don't just just don't just what Put a you, shame pretend it like, doesn't even exist i'm sure a like, lot of people and, and to say that you thought there was a story to be told don't fucking lie to yourself. We're going to play a commercial from member podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network, and then we are going to head on in to the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And on our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. All right. So next week we will be reviewing the Evil Dead game we are going to be doing that with shannon and rachel who we've been playing with um i'm yes. interested to see how that one does we haven't done a what's that kind of asymmetric right that's what yes. it's called yeah asymmetric S- multiplayer game since um Dead by daylight yeah yeah that's fair so I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how this one does uh so i hmm i am not sure how to handle this because I am also being uh, paid to review that game somewhere else. You, uh, you're the one team. who wanted to do this. I know. I, I'm just. I'm letting you know that I will 
probably mostly be quiet during that review with adding my two cents here and there. Well, no, like I don't. I'm not gonna like lead You're the, the game conversation. Guy. I know, but there's other people there who have don't have their thoughts in with the game. I don't know. I if I don't, I will talk to everybody involved and see how they feel. But I, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna fucking. Of course, I'm gonna fucking be there. Honest? Is that the problem? Oh no, I just feel bad being like, hey, go read this article, and then hey, listen to me say basically exactly what I said there. Why? Here. Why? I don't know. I don't know because <laughs> I'm me. This is your platform, dude. No, if, <laughs> yeah, if that's okay, your, okay. If, if there is like concerns about like being able or allowed or legally bound to doing something, that's oh, one thing. Fuck but no. then yeah. no, Justin. Promote your I I so you're already I know Justin doesn't edit any like edit things out a lot so you already hear this oh, I tell no. Justin all the time fucking put your links in the show notes <laughs> post your articles in the Discord use the show to push out your articles like like why not like we like your career in game journalism started here like use it as a platform I have the only person who would ever be able to give you shit for it is sitting right here across from you and I'm telling you that you should do it. So no, yeah. do not okay. feel bad okay. at all. Okay, okay, all right. If that okay, okay, okay. that's fair. The only person you should be worried about outside of yourself about being whatever is me, and I am telling you, you should do it. Okay. I okay. encourage right. you to fair. do it. I am happy for you to do it. <laughs> okay, all right. Goddamn that's Canadians, I swear. Uh, yes. So Evil Dead is next week. If you've been playing it, send us an email. We'd love to hear what your thoughts yes. are. Uh, hopefully, we can get some, get a little audio from Eddie. I want to ask him to do it. Although I've been bothering him a lot lately. Um, <laughs> since you play with us too, uh, but yeah, and then we'll get in the alien and kind of get that wrapped up. Any last thoughts, Justin? Um, I'm trying to think if anything. I I can't think. No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Well, guys, patrons, stick around to the end. There is a very special. There's very special content waiting by the campfire for you. But everyone else, tune in next week and stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at beaver la you can find justin at pickle thing and you can email the show at here's johnny podcast at gmail.com you can look us up on facebook at here's johnny podcast as always in the show notes you can find links to the discord and to the website we are also on instagram at here's johnny underscore podcast also in the show notes we'll have a link to the twitch and youtube channels and if you would like to support the show you can head on over to patreon.com slash here's johnny podcast every cent goes into the show And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys helped make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. (laughs) 